Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw. First and down. Leaps his tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has done 3-3. 22 to Raja. Saw the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? Good Monday morning. It is President's Day. Thanks for checking us out. This is Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. we got a good show for you. NBA talk. A lot of huge all-star weekend. Uh, a lot of storylines to talk about there. The dunk contest, the three-point uh, contest, a lot of fun there. Some politics we're going to delve into, oh, yeah. which I'm not always a fan of. I'm sure some people just clicked off, but I promise you <laughs> uh, we won't be yelling at each other. I don't think so. And uh, Tim Tebow, Major League Baseball, here we come. We'll Sweet. get to that a little bit later, too. Uh, but first off, Debo had at the top of the show here in our rundown said Black Panther analysis. Did anybody see it? I did. I you went to did. see it Friday. I'm so mad. Yeah. I, went, I went and saw, I went to try to go see it last night. Yeah. Got to the theater and I got it on my app and it showed that there were seats available. And by the time I got there to buy it, sold out. Sold out. And the next two shows, oh. like I got there for the eight o'clock and they said, nope. And I said, what about the nine o'clock? Said, nope, not till tomorrow. Just so I was wait. Done. Why don't you go on like a weekday? Well, that's what I'm going to yeah, do now. Go like yeah. Wednesday yeah. night. I'm going to go tonight. <laughs> we went like Friday, like during the day when the kids were in school. We do day dates now. So bad, right? Like we just. No, that's a good idea. <laughs> we have that's to. Great. Because yeah. once the kids come home, it's over. Yeah. Um, and? <laughs> but you've got to click. All right. So when you're on like Fandango or Flix or whatever it is you're uh-huh. using, if they're tickets, just buy them. Just, yeah. Just buy them and then yeah. refund them if you're not going to go. But you gotta, you gotta lock them down. I love how much money is going into this movie. Like, I love that people are excited to go to the movies. I support anything <laughs> that gets people, like, yeah. buying tickets to movies. Well, it was, it was good. It was really good. Did I it like live it. up to the hype? Cause that's the thing I'm nervous about. I think it was hard to live up to that hype. Exactly. I think it was really hard to live up to that hype and very few movies, you know, you're talking about, like, the greatest movies of all time, maybe yeah. living up to that. And so, I can be honest and say it wasn't that. Right. But it was still a great movie. Like visually it was it was stunning. Like how was Michael B. Jordan? They were beautiful. He was really good. He's good. Bro, he's he's Jack now, bro. He's doing like I guess the Rocky. I this was what I was telling my wife during the movie. It's funny to see all the characters in Rocky. Because like you remember like uh, a Sylvester Stallone in the first Rocky, yeah, he's like a doughboy, right? And then they just gradually like just get bigger and bigger and bigger. He's he, he's a big old dude, man. I'm um, not saying wait, Michael Sterling? B. Jordan did, but I know Sylvester Stallone. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Wait, hold yeah, the phone. Sterling K. Brown is in this movie too. So everybody's in this movie. It's a fantastic. I had no movie. idea Sterling K. Brown was in this movie. Yeah, he I is have the, to go. He is the brother, the deceased brother. Like he's uh, okay. he's don't all the story. Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. So here's the thing I would say about it. I'm excited to go see it. I think it'll be good. But I've never felt like any of the Marvel comic book movies are like exceptional movies. I think they're fun to watch, sure. but they're not going to hold up to like this one was that right? Like, like they're was, not going to be great drama, great storylines, or funny. Like they're entertaining. Yeah, they're just lo- kind of easy to watch. A lot of action. Yeah. Um, like visually, some of the effects and like the the, the it, 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 it was appealing to the eye. Like right. there were a lot of beautiful people and beautiful color. Like it was really, really cool. Um, but I am not a Marvel comic right. person to begin with, you know, right. so I'm not into the storylines and stuff like that, like that, you know. Yeah. So I'm going to go check it out. We'll see. Uh, but so what else was on last night? It allowed me that I didn't get into the movie, so it did allow me <laughs> to watch the NBA All-Star game. The uh, festivities were in full force all weekend long. Right. So I like this. Debo said, is it back or is it whack? Because the NBA All-Stars, they did want to, Put forth a better product after last year's game, which was 192 to 182. Much closer this year. Still not as much. Still not a ton of defense. But it was 148 to 145. LeBron was named MVP. You could tell players were giving more effort. Yep. Is it back or is it still whack? Um, it's back. Uh, I, I, 
it's hard in that in, in environment, like to play a real basketball game. Like there, as much as we want, as much as we talk about, like let's incentivize it and let's do this and do that. The reality is, it's an all star game. They the people want to see cool stuff happen. Otherwise, you just play like you know another regular season game. Right. You know, like there's got to be some pageantry, some some stuff like that. I did feel like there was too much pageantry though. I At felt the, like. Well, the, the pregame announcements were ridiculous. Everybody hated them. They were too over the top. They take too long. I thought they were last year too, but I but for some reason they didn't get skewered as much last year. But to have everybody involved and to have fifteen minutes, like Kevin Hart up there, he's funny, but like it just gets too played out. It's National like, anthem. Oh well, I saw that was on here. I was That's, waiting to get to that. That could almost be a whole other segment. I thought both of them. Like so, when the when the Canadian anthem came on, uh-huh. like. I didn't think it was very good. And my kids were like, you know the Canadian anthem? I was like, yeah, because I play, I play, I, I got to sit through it sometimes when I'm in Canada. Um, and then Fergie came on and it was just like Fortnite. Like we'll just go back to Fortnite for a while. We'll come back when it's it. over. So you have some of it? All right, let's hear some highlights or low lights. Can you see? It's the best part. By the dawn's early light. No. What's so proud? There's one word to describe it. It's cringeworthy. It is yeah. so like, cringeworthy. It's just kind of painful. It reminds me of like when you go to a friend's house and the mom's like drunk and trying <laughs> yeah. to be sexy. <laughs> like, like it's like that. Like you're like, ooh, what's happening? What's the she doing? players were trying to hold it together, which is kind of funny because <laughs> they're like panning through the players. Oh. And it was like, oh, gosh, one of them are going to lose it at some point or another. I just it reminded me kind of, and I don't know what angle she was going for, but it was kind of like the Mar- uh, yeah. Marilyn Monroe when she sang "Happy Birthday" to JFK. But that's the national anthem, like that's not the appropriate time for this. And shout out to our guy at Old Takes Exposed, Fred Siegel, who we had as a guest on the show. He actually, I guess, Fergie is notoriously bad at national anthems throughout oh. her entire career. He went back that's and had dirt. tweets from 2009, from 2012, from 2014 at other events where she's done the national anthem, and people are like, "This is awful. This is bad." So I guess the NBA didn't do their research the on. Uh, but how about your boy Pharrell going off at halftime? I didn't see the halftime. Oh, you didn't see the halftime? Did you see it? That was pretty. Oh, you guys are all lame. That was actually pretty good. But he had the mascots dancing with him. Oh wait, I did see. So did you see that? And then my daughters were kind of scared. Everyone's like, "What's happening?" But no, that's my like. For me, that's the the NBA, like All Star Game in a nutshell. Like, and I'm NBA, lived NBA, love NBA. My kids, but I can't sit there and watch something that that's that long. It's too drawn out. It's too much. Right. Were you ever at All Star Weekend? Yeah, I went in Philly in 2002, I believe it was. Fantastic. Um, and then I was at Houston. I was supposed to shoot in the three-point shootout in 07, maybe. Uh, but I wound up leaving early because my wife had some complications with pregnancy. But then after that, um, I would avoid it just because our all-star weekends used to be really, really short. And you want every little minute of rest you can get, you know? Yeah. The NBA all-star team reminds me of Super Bowl week for the NFL. Because no one's going to go, guys aren't going to go to the Pro Bowl week. It's moved around. It's Orlando. You know, it's after the season. Guys just want to be done with the season. You obviously don't have an opportunity in the mid middle of the NFL season to have sort of a weekend like this. But it's more about the parties. Yeah. The money you can make off, like corporate money that they're throwing your way to do endorsements. Uh and again, the parties, again. Like that's to me what it's that all is about. What it is about. And that's why guys like to go. And I think you could see that on a couple of the guys last night playing. Draymond, <laughs> I think you could tell, might have had a a, a pretty good night the did, night before. Did I hear a report this morning that Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler said that he needed rest, but it it leaked somewhere that he was hung over. 
I'm yeah, sure no, that he was. was no, like I was, guarantee you, there was guys that were that were there that yeah. were that were debating whether to play or not because they had such a good time. And in L.A., where you know yeah, it's just going to be going off, uh, there was some serious business that was taken care of. Stuff that we teased and we talked about here on the podcast. Uh, one thing that we didn't discuss, but I actually think it's been kind of rumored for a few years now with Adam Silver, was the talk of rearranging the NBA playoffs. Because we have this huge disparity in the Western Conference always being so dominant, hey, it looks like that champ is going to win. The Eastern Conference really looks like the Cavs and everybody else in that Eastern Conference, that they would actually change them. And so he said, we don't want to change alignment, but we would be willing to change the seating from 1 to 16 so that you could have two teams from the West meet in the finals, correct? And I actually, so I've historically, I actually like that proposal because I don't think you go because I think that everything in life is cyclical, right? Like I think there's been times where the the Eastern Conference has been better sure. than the Western Conference. So I don't I'm not about totally blowing up the the playoffs um the way they work, but I'm okay if you want to reseed them so that you have the best two teams facing the finals. Yeah, um the that that would be just a major major overhaul of a system that's been pretty good for a long time. Um but I'm okay with it. I am because at the end of the day, all I care about is seeing the best two teams play in the finals. You know, like real, real talk. I, I don't care where they come from. Uh, they'd have to figure out like travel and stuff like that. There are a lot of games in the first round. Like you go seven games, like that's a lot of games. And when you're hopping from Chicago to Cleveland or from Philly to Toronto, that's one thing. But if you were playing like, you know, if it was Philly and Utah, like that's a long, like the long drawn out seven game series with a whole lot of travel. And I know the casual fan doesn't really take this into account, but those type of miles, that type of jet lag takes a toll on your body. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about trying to see the most premium level of basketball, I think, I think you have to take that into account too. Like, so Adam Silver did say, he said, if we did this, we would have to extend the season so that there would be more time for travel days to have off. So you wouldn't have that type of jet lag. Uh, so I think the finals is not the biggest problem because I think the finals are actually the best thing you could have because you could have the Cavs fate in it's LeBron. Yep. The problem is if LeBron, if, if LeBron ever left and went to the Western Conference, which if he does go to the Lakers, then I think you'd have a huge problem. So this might be Adam Silver's genius of trying to get ahead of get this before of that it. happens because the, like the NBA finals are going to be fun to watch no matter what. If LeBron's in them, it's the Eastern Conference playoffs. The first round, the play, like those yeah, but, are the ones that get a little bit. But if you go one, if you go sixteen to one, you're going to have the same. You're going to have the same thing essentially. I mean, the first few rounds are going to be a joke. You're going to have right. a one team versus a sixteen seed, and and it's going to be a joke anyway. They just won't be two Eastern Conference teams. It'll be one from the. I mean, it could be in theory, right? But they're still going to be a, a a really good strong team against a relatively. You know, yeah. mediocre basketball team. Yeah, there's no perfect system, but I think that's what the NBA has always been at the forefront of sure. kind of thinking outside the box and mm-hmm. trying new things. One, so of, we'll one, one of my first years in, I believe we went from like that seven game series to, to like, they reduced the number of games in the first round. I think it went down to like five game series for a while. So they don't have a problem playing with it a little bit. This one would be a major overhaul. All right. So this is kind of funny because I did not see this and Debo put it on the notes for our show here on our rundown. Uh, so the refs and the players had a meeting, which we knew uh, was happening as well. And uh, they had four plans of action, correct? Like they were very specific written out. But my favorite is that one of the actions discussed was ref using, quote, 
stop hand towards players during disagreements. So they're basically giving them the hand is what you're saying? That's what they do, like that's, sure. So, like, but stay that's, away. But it's becoming more official. That's becoming more of a, hey, for the players, you better stop if I give you the hand. Right. And refs are taught to use that hand right. as a way to so the, stop the, confrontation. So the players are more... This is more for the players than to listen to the hand. This is what they're saying. But the, the players. players are saying they find this offensive and right. they want to find kind of hand. a common ground. Well, yeah, we need to, I believe, because, you know, one of the biggest things that I would hear from an official was, uh, and they would come around, officials would come around preseason and go over with each team mm-hmm. the set of new rules and, and areas of concern or areas of, of, uh, concentration this year in terms of what refs would be looking for and, and stuff like that. And there'd be an open dialogue between the ref and yourself and, and the rest of the team. You could ask any questions you want. Sometimes I got more heated than others. But uh, one of the things that they would always say as it pertained to, like, the interaction and why they would give text was they didn't want to be showed up, quote-unquote, showed up. Don't show us up. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think that's laughable because you're not the show, right? Like, we're the show. So, like, just – be there. Yeah, and why is that a concern? Be quiet. Right. Like but this is the ego that, that some of them have on their shoulder. They don't want to be showed up. That hand is the most disrespectful <laughs> thing. No, seriously. <laughs> like, imagine you. arguing with somebody. Like, imagine no, having, I agree. trying to have a conversation with your wife, and she puts her hand right up in your face, like, damn near near your Talk nose. to the hand. <laughs> like, you want to smack the fire out of somebody, right. you know? And so I fel't like... <laughs> I always felt like that incited totally it more than it, more than it calmed it down. You're throwing yeah. your little hand up in my face like, dude, who the hell are you? You know? You hate reps. So, right. You hate reps five so foot much. Four hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put, put that little hand down and get the hell. No. You no, hate the No, but I just feel so like that, that gesture by, like, find another one. I agree. Find another you way apply to it to any regular life, like, situation and it's super rude. It's super so rude. It's, it's the same, right. the Here's same thing applies. the problem. The refs are using the lo- wrong language. Instead of saying, uh, what was it about the show? Um, <laughs> don't show me up. Don't show me up. Yeah. Don't say that. Say show us some respect. That's all, that's what it's all about from, from the refs. They want right. respect and the players do treat them disrespectfully, which I've been on for a while, but I'm okay with it. But I think the refs should say, look, we're professionals. We are a part of the game. You guys are the superstars. Just treat us with a little more respect. You know what? And then it would have gone a lot better. You know what? I agree I, with that's you. True. I found very interesting. I, I'm going to segue on this. Okay, right? cool. There was a game this weekend with um, Kansas, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Kansas shot like 35 free throws. West Virginia shot two. It was an al- it was like Bob a Huggins Allen was living, living. <laughs> yeah, and he had a really interesting quote after the game. He was like, "You know, these refs, they like they say they don't want to be part of the show. They don't want to be, but they are a part of the show. They're uh-huh. part of the game. And why are you going to get a 19 year old up here to answer questions about what he did or didn't do and what mistakes he made in the game? And the refs never have to come up here and face the same firestorm of questions that that these young kids have to. And I get in the pros that it's different because these are grown men getting paid millions of dollars, but these are grown ass referees mm-hmm. making a whole lot of money. Some of these refs, you'd be surprised." At the type of salaries they make, you say playing. a whole lot of money, like five hundred grand, over five hundred grand. I would really, yeah. see yes. that surprises me. Yeah. I thought it was around four to five hundred. A, a lot of bread, right? A lot of bread for some of these tenured officials. Um, why can't they get up there and address the situation? Like, right. why, why? Why is this solely a one sided conversation from the the, the players? Yeah. and the culpability, like it's all on us. Mm-hmm. Like, get a ref up there, let him face the question. I'm all about transparency. You know get what I mean? Get him up there if they blow a call, have him Let's, explain why they couldn't see it. Like a player has to talk about throwing a bad pick six. They should correct. have to talk about but, it too. But not even in terms of like their mistakes and and and, uh, but in terms of this, like us hashing this out. Like you've gotten yeah. player sides of it all the time. Get a referee up there. Allow them to put their case out 
Um, Why and, don't and they do that? Is I don't there like know. a rule against them speaking about it? I thought it was interesting because I had never thought no, about it. No, they just never do. Like, I don't, it's a, it, occasionally, if there's a controversial call, they'll have a statement from a ref. The NFL answer. does that, right? But very, very rarely. Like they would have like, a, like a the Steelers game. They would talk about it during the uh, James Jones catch. They would say, "That's my Jesse James. Jesse <laughs> Jesse James catch, <laughs> not James Earl Jones. <laughs> he wasn't doing it. He was busy doing a Star Wars Packers receiver. Yeah, um, he would. They would answer, but very rarely. But I like. I think there needs to be more accountability. Like the NBA does the two minute stuff where they look at all the, and they give out a review of yeah. the two minutes. Like I think they should do more of that to kind of put them, hold them accountable. And yeah, I think addressing the media would be part of that. Like I thought it was hilarious that at the end of that game, the refs blew, like they almost blew the game. Did you yeah. see the last play, the reviewable play? Of West Virginia? What? No, 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 oh. I'm sorry, of the All-Star game. Oh, no, you I didn't, didn't see that. No. Joel Embiid dribbles it right off of his foot. <laughs> they go to replay for like 35 seconds, uh, more than that, it's probably like two minutes of replay. Clearly off of Joel Embiid's foot, they get it wrong. They did. They get it wrong. It didn't cost LeBron's team the game. They wind up winning it anyway, but I thought that was just perfect. All right, speaking of things they may have gotten wrong, the dunk contest. Yeah. Did you have a problem? I didn't have a problem, but it was garbage. Because your boy Donovan you Mitchell won. You thought it was won. garbage? I, I kind of with you. I was with you too. Wait, and I why? think a lot of people did too. Why was it just... trash? All right, here's the problem I had with it. I feel like it's like our society when you look at music, when you look at movies, when you look at entertainment. All we're doing is recycling stuff. We're just going and remixing old songs and making them different, putting your own spin on them. There was the tributes to everybody. There was the Vince Carter yeah. tribute, Larry Nance. We knew we would do a tribute to his right. dad. Did the the cradle dunk? Yeah, like, it's Daryl oh, Griffin. Cool, like, yes, there was a bunch of throwback stuff. But where's the innovation? I like the gimmicks. New? I it's, it's probably the worst thing to say. I yes. know. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the worst viewer. I like like Victor Oladipo put on that Black Panther mask. Yeah. I like that stuff. Like I remember last year, Aaron Gordon brought out the. Uh, the, the yeah. magic mascot. Fluff. Yeah. Yes. That was no. a dope dunk. The magic dra- fluff, the magic drag. Wait, what's his name? Puff? I don't, pu- no. <laughs> what? What's, what's the, what's the, the magic mascot? Fl- the goofy looking thing? Yeah. I don't know what it is. The, it's like, magic. Whatever. Something. I know. It's, how do you make Seriously? a mascot? But on that, that, that was a cool moment. I like those You like the those mascot. Were but the dunk was disgusting. Oh, yeah. Stuff the magic dragon. He was twirling on like the hoverboard and he went like, that was a sick dunk. My problem with it was the dunks. Like the pat, like again, pageantry is the word I want to keep using. But like all of the props and stuff like that. Donovan Mitchell's dunk, where he used the other, the other backboard to throw the ball off of. Yeah, that was a pretty sick dunk. I Who mean, did you, like the two the double. That was the a, double one. that was a very innovative dunk. I thought that like, one was really that was Larry cool. Nance but here's Jr. the problem, and I can tell you who's gonna win after like two dunks, not because of the dunks, because the judges are like Hannah. They <laughs> fall for that, but they also fall for the players who are into it. And if you go up, because Larry yeah. Nance, dude, he did, when, when Larry Nance Jr. did the one where he did the double bounce off the back. No one knew what it was. And no one knew what it was, but he also came down and just kind of was like, eh. Like, didn't do anything. That's true. Now, if he would have got the crowd hyped and would have been hyped like talking up. around. I agree. They, and the judges fall for it, the crowd falls for it, and then they vote him better and you win. The problem with that dunk was that no one knew what it was. No one knew what happened. Slow-mo. Right. So when he came down, I think he expected, like, when you're doing these yes, dunks, I remember that. you're in your mind and in the gym with your five, six teammates that are helping you prep, yeah. they're like, bro, that, that was nasty. But they're not taking into account, like, real-time speed in an arena with thousands How of people. And, and no one no one really can Yeah, he like, almost looked like he had an attitude when nobody noticed. Right, so but then, then he went back, the replay. and that's when people yeah. got geeked off of it because it was a really cool dunk. All right, You so got there after Amari did the dunk contest, right? The one where, like, Steve Nash kicked him the ball. Mm, no. Oh, yeah. Or no. were you in the gym for that? No. Was when I, he was practicing? I might have been gone by then. I might have been I don't know what year. Oh five. So you. I don't know. Before you got there. Before I got there. Yeah. That Kevin Hart one, by the way, did not like. 
you can't make Kevin Hart dunk. No, like, <laughs> like he's <laughs> short enough. No, exactly. yeah, you can't make him you like squat down. Family, I mean. they're all short. Yeah, like, that was <laughs> stupid. That Here's the problem with the NBA: get the best dunkers. Like the, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, the, they were four good dunkers. I don't. I, Who would you put as the four best dunkers? Do you have people that? Because I thought Aaron Gordon was. I say Zach Levine. Take that field. Take I that like seven or eight. Yeah, like eight guys. Yeah, make it. deeper. You know what I mean? Make it yeah. deeper. Like. Uh, you know, I would have loved to be sitting up there with DJ Khaled, though, just listening to what he had to say after every single time. It definitely has, like, talk about back or whack, it's whack. It's not back yeah. the way it used to be where it was appointment viewing. I think, too, you have to get a superstar, too, to be in it. You do. And yeah. uh, I don't know if those guys want to do it because it's an ego thing. Like, if you get beat by some rook who nobody knows, it makes you look bad, you know? Yeah. All right. What about the uh, the three-point shootout? Devin Booker went off. None, none of us had him. It's the, best, right? it's the best event of the weekend. It's what yeah. I look forward to seeing. Like, yeah. I don't. Your boy Kyle Lowry struggled a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. People were roasting him. Paul on George was awful too. Yeah, my pick was, was terrible. He was. He was. <laughs> Clay at least represented a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so that was then on there. Joel Embiid was making waves because he left the tag on his shorts. Like didn't even try. I think that's. I don't think that's a big deal at all. It was holding out the back, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the viral moment. competition. But uh, you called Spencer Dinwiddie, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That competition is usually the dude who like. Actually, is not trying to be cool and is, is actually trying to win <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Spencer didn't. Right. <laughs> uh, how about the All Star Celebrity Game? anybody Anybody watch? I saw a couple minutes. Yeah. Who's the girl that's on like uh Rachel Demita? Is that she was balling? What, yes. Right. Who is that? Wait, who Here is we that? go. Quavo wrecked her. Quavo, yeah. She, oh my god. That up right like that's not her. cool. Quavo destroyed her. Wait, yeah, which but girl? So we got to get her on the podcast. Let's get her on as a guest. What's her deal? Who she's is great. She? She's like an NBA 2K host. Yeah. She's like if you play 2K, she's like the one hosting like the little interactive segments on there. There might be some um, time issues. She's on the West Coast, but we'll see if we can work it out. Huge, on the huge she play basketball somewhere? Uh, I, mean, she I don't got, think like college ball. No, but, but like she, you know, she's a hooper tell, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So okay. you talked about the All-Star break. So how long was it for you? So you could have you, – you'd play a game probably Thursday night maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and then you were back Monday? You'd have to be back Monday evening. So you you'd essentially like you couldn't fly out anywhere Thursday night unless you were on private private jet. Right. My bread wasn't like that. <laughs> so we'd leave Friday morning. Um you'd get Friday afternoon, Saturday, and typically there you didn't want a chance not being back on Monday. Right. So you'd leave Sunday night. Right. So it was like you know, you were cramming everything into did like Did you go to like hours. the islands or did you just go home or where'd you go? I, I usually, it depends on where I was. Cause yeah. if I was in Salt Lake, then you didn't have time to get to the islands. Right. right? So you, you'd either choose to go to like Cabo. New York real quick or go to Cabo or somewhere like that. If I, when I played in, in Charlotte, I typically came home cause Miami's like, you know, this time of year is beautiful yeah. anyway. I come home and we just, you know, hit the reset button and get back to neutral for a minute. I did the same because it's kind of similar to an NFL bye week. Like that's what you on your weekend off. And what the coaches did all the time. And if you watch some of those behind the scenes videos, uh, when they have the coaches mic'd up in the locker rooms after games, there is no better carrot to dangle in front of a team than days off. Right. And so going in the week before the bye week, the coach would say, Hey, here's our schedule after the bye week. Like we're going to come back. We're going to watch film. We're going to practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll give you off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But then they'd say, but if we win, we'll give you off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, so you'd get an extra day. Yeah. And you talk about guys wanting to play harder. Right. Like, you could dangle a million-dollar prize out in front of them, and it might not – they'd probably play harder for, for a day, day off. off. Yeah, they would do the same thing. 
uh, Mike Shanahan used to do it later on our career because Mondays was a big film day. You'd come in, you'd lift weights, watch film the right. day after the game, then Tuesdays your off day. He would have Mondays off. So you'd get to during the season. Yeah. And guys would absolutely love that. The yeah. fact that you could get off. Now they would kind of say, Hey, you can come in if you want. They'd kind of put a little bit of pressure on you to still come in. But dudes, days off are like gold. They're like gold. <laughs> They're so like they gold. They would do that always. <laughs> yeah. um, know, I didn't realize when I played like, we needed those days off so bad, yeah. right? Because you're just burnt physically and, and mentally. And I never, I never understood like a fan's need for basketball. I was always like, this is not enough. Like we can't. But like now, as a as a fan and as a media personality, I'm like, this is way too long to be without basketball. Like there's right. nothing, there's nothing else going on right now that's that's <laughs> grabbing my interest. These guys are off almost all week now, right? You know, like so it's it's funny to see it from the other side. All right, hey, yeah. Don't want to disrespect future guest Rachel Demita. She played college ball at Old Dominion for a couple of years. Oh, word. Oh, he won. Okay. We follow each other on Twitter, so we'll hook that up. All go. right. What about uh, – no, she's cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, there was some other stuff going on this weekend. Hannah, what do you got? With what's happening? All right. So we're up to day 10 in the Winter Olympics. Lindsey Vaughn took to Twitter to express her frustration at family and friends after being denied the chance to watch her training. So she tweeted, quote, beyond disappointing that my family flew 6,000 miles to watch me ski and they aren't even allowed to watch my downhill training runs. Access has been denied to all families and spectators. Sad. And in other Olympic news, the women's hockey semifinals start tonight with the U.S. playing Finland, and figure skating is also back tonight with the Ice Dance Short Program. I really tried to get into this year's Olympics, <laughs> but, man, I have not watched much. I, I am like the rest of the country, though, because the ratings have – like, no one's watching. And I don't know if it's because some of the events aren't live. And they do it in primetime live, but I just – there aren't the personalities that you're typically drawn to. Like, I was into this uh, Sean White and Chloe Kim because like, mm-hmm. I had at least a little name recognition – but I'm watching these other people. I'm like, I don't know. Let me, what else is on? Yeah, she know. said day 10. Doesn't it feel like day 45? It does. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes. I agree. When I saw day 10, I was like, what? Hold the phone. It's yeah. just like. It's too much. Yeah. yeah. Too long. All right. Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick shared a pre-race kiss. Meanwhile, Austin uh, Dillon won the Daytona 500 on Sunday while driving the legendary number three car, once piloted by Dale Earnhardt. Now, Dillon captured the checkered flag, leading only the final lap. Patrick involved in a wreck, ending her final NASCAR race early. Are you buried the lead on our boy Austin Dillon? <laughs> because did you see this, Debo? He's giving me a look. After he won, yeah, he got out and he dabbed on him. And it might have been one of the worst oh, dabs. Wait, it was like it wasn't even a. Go- oh, it was awful. Oh, it was, was it the, like it was hard, really like, stiff. Uh, it was yes, it was really <laughs> stiff. Uh, and, he's, <laughs> and he's wearing a helmet, and it just it looked uh, awful, and it looked angry, and it was just awful. So we're gonna put that on our wait, at Canel and Bell to show uh, you a little bit of it. And the dab in 2018, like, come on, bro. Like, oh my gosh, it looks Can I so bad. Uh, you're making well, me uncomfortable right now. Like, it I'm is. Like, it makes everybody. Just like stop dabbing. Thank you. Stop dabbing. I think however many people they have like two hundred fifty thousand people that at the thing? Daytona five hundred. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that was, was Raja's oh. live reaction to seeing it for the first time. It's like, it was, it's, yeah, it's like a robotic. <laughs> it's like, awful. I'm telling you. That's why I said you buried the lead of that one. Jesus. All right, we had some golf gosh. too, right? Yes. Bubba Watson weekend accomplishment. So getting swatted by T Mac in a sport he's not very good at, and winning the Genesis Open in a sport he is decent at. Watson ended a two-year title throughout, closing with a two-under 69, good for minus 12 for the tournament, and a two-shot victory over Kevin Na. Watson considered withdrawing in order to play in the NBA All-Star game. Good thing he did.
didn't pursuing $1.3 million from the Genesis win. But he he actually did both, which I thought yeah, was really cool. I like yeah. Bubba's a good dude, man. Like I got, I got a few chances to meet him and, and, and talk to him. Super, super nice dude. Uh, that, that basketball game, it's, I didn't know he played high school basketball. I didn't know. Um, it's tough to do both of those things, bro. I mean, the focus that you need to win a golf tournament, um, <laughs> yeah. and then the moonlight as like a, like an NBA, like all-star is pretty cool, man. That's pretty dope. We've got some MLB news too. So the San Diego Padres still exist out West and hoping to do more than simply exist with the pricey signing of free agent first baseman Eric Cosmer reported terms of the deal, eight years and 144 million guaranteed. Hosmer coming off a season in which he hit 318 and 25 home runs, possesses gold glove talent at first base and a 2015 World Series ring. I should have played baseball. All right. And lastly, the madness of March nearing this Saturday, a bit more normal than last. While Sunday saw two top 10 teams for now fall number 19, Wichita state takes down n- number five, Cincy handing the Bearcats their second straight loss after 16 straight wins. While number 22, Michigan delivers number eight, Ohio state back to back defeats. It's just going to be a great March madness. That's all. I mean, it's just, crazy. You can't predict it. There's no, no way. Uh, so I've been betting on underdogs, and I actually tweeted about it. I'm like, man, you can make a fortune betting on college basketball underdogs. Yeah. And I, every time I do it, I tweeted about it. And then both teams that I bet on Sunday didn't pull off the upset. <laughs> Who'd you bet? Me off. Uh, I had Clemson, Duke, mm. and I had uh, Ohio State, Michigan. Oh. Yeah, that ticked me off. Anyway, all right. So I promised we were going to talk politics. So now if you're one of those people that hates it, you can leave. <laughs> you sure. can stop listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, they've already listened oh, to no. a solid 25 minutes of the podcast. But um, <laughs> LeBron James uh, is one of the most polarizing, influential figures in all of sports. And he went on unrip- uninterrupted, which he's a part owner in, right? Like, I mean, it shows you how successful he is. Uh, and went on there with Kerry Champion. It was with Kevin Durant. They were riding around, sponsored by Uber. And uh, he was talking about President Trump. And he had a quote in there that – you know, turn some heads. He said to President Trump, quote, doesn't give a bleep about the people. Now, his comments were pretty um, – they received a lot of attention. But then Fox News host Laura Ingraham responded to James by basically eviscerating him on her show. And it wasn't necessarily the problem that people had with her disagreeing with him. It was some of the words that she used. And finally, when she quoted at the end, she said he should just, quote, shut up and dribble instead of criticizing Trump. Uh, LeBron actually responded in pretty well in in full force, which he should have. Sure. And he said, "I'm not. I'm more than just an athlete. I'm, a, you know." And go ahead, Debo. You got it. Oh, you got LeBron's comments. This is him last night after the All Star game. First of all, I will not uh, shut up and dribble. Uh-huh. Uh, I owe it to my peers. I owe it to my fans. I owe it to the youth, and I owe it to y'all and everybody that has laid the path for me to get to this point. Mm-hmm. I was down courtside. Uh, we had a timeout, and all our guys walked to the bench, and I glanced over, and I seen uh, Dr. J, I seen Kareem, I seen Bill Russell, and I seen Jerry West. And um, I just thanked them. I thanked them. And, and the big O is not here, um, and I thank him too. But, you know, we all know what Kareem and, and Russell and all those guys went through in a time where whatever they said was was like, no, you're not allowed to say that. Shut up and dribble. Yeah. And – I, I can't sit here and, and allow that to happen because of what they went through. And, you know, it would have been the same as telling Jackie Robinson to shut up and to slide in the home base. Yeah. Or Jesse Owens to shut up and, and, and just go triple jump. 
Um, I, I can't do that because there's so many people that's looking up to me and there's so many that's going to come after me. So, you know, I got to continue to, I got to continue to, uh, the path. Um, yeah, the, the, look, I don't know. I, I couldn't pick Laura Ingram out of a lineup. Like if you brought five like female journalists in and put them on the line, <laughs> I, 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 who knows who she is. I do know what LeBron is though. Um, and I do look the, the worst thing that the dude's done, um, in the last, what, decade is leave and have a decision to go to Miami on TV that he also got eviscerated for. And even that raised over a million dollars for charity. Um, it raised $3 million for charity for the boys and girls club. Right. I think it was like telling someone like LeBron to shut up and dribble. Uh, first of all, she, she also said something about Kevin Durant and made fun of his grammar. Mm -hmm. I I think it all exposes who she is at her core. Like, you know, people, people who don't want to know, and people who don't care to, to see would say that none of that has racial undertones. It all does. It all speaks to who you are as a person when you're talking about people graduating from high school. Like, listen, the, there are so many people today that are able to not finish school and carve out amazing opportunities for themselves with their entrepreneurial skills, their athletic prowess, their, their musical gifts. Like, it, it's part of the American dream. This guy is a, a, a mogul. Like, he is a business in and of himself. Like, and, and he gives back in every way, shape, or form. He's got a program with $41 million earmarked for scholarships in the Akron area. Right? Like, he gives a million dollars a year to programs in, in his area. Um, it, 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 it's the most condescending, um, stay in your place type of statement that you could get from a white female journalist about a black athlete. And it is, it's disrespectful. Um, it's sad. And I like, I don't even know what else to say here. What I do know is I watched Charles and them last night and Charles's point was right. Like, I'm not angry at her. Like Fox does that to elicit like, and to, to elicit the response. But that's you know, what and, drives and, me nuts is that now people do know who she is. Like she kind of got what she was going But she after. also furthered, she also gave LeBron a bigger platform to stand on. She yeah. also helped, helped, you know, help the cause that he's trying to push and, 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 Athletes that may or may not have wanted to be, you know, in this form and in this conversation might see somebody like her step up and, and say that to a guy like LeBron and say, you know what, it is important that I get out there and have my voice heard on something like this. Whether you agree with LeBron's sentiment or not about Trump, mm-hmm. um, the way the way that she came after an athlete and I, I who's the kid, the guy Long for, from the Eagles? Oh, Chris Long, who put out all of the people that she's yeah, had on there, right. athle- athletic personalities, right? Championing, championing her cause. Yeah, like could you be any more hypocritical? <laughs> like when they serve your cause, you'll have them up there, and they don't need to shut up and dribble. Right. But what's an African American basketball player talking about something that you disagree with? He got to shut up and dribble. Yeah, like come on, man. Do you guys know who Ellen Pompeo is? Yeah, yeah. She's the actress from Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. She's like the highest paid actress now on ABC Primetime, and she, you know, is a white woman. She said, "Someone tell this, someone tell this bitch to meet me outside. I'm so not in the mood for playing nice or polite this week. Oh, sorry, that was rude. I only have a 12th grade education, and my gloves are off. Don't come for King James. No so doubt. isn't Bill but Gates? Didn't that. Bill Gates not go to college? Like famously, there's a couple. Right. Like I don't Dude, know if Steve Jobs so graduated. Like yeah, she would definitely have them on respect their. It opinion. doesn't. Correct. It doesn't That's, matter. Yeah. It's just so rude, and I agree." There are racial undertones. It is, so, and, and it's not. And I'm not saying that she's a blatant racist. Like I'm right, not right, saying that she'd right. sit there and be wearing like. But like, and this is the argument I have. Like, you know, there are a lot of people who would say that they're not racist, 
and and it, it, like some of their views and thoughts are just they're they're super biased at at, at minimum. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's for just sure. Not journalism. Like, All right, here's here's uh, here's my thought on it. You guys might not like it. A couple of them. One, when I originally heard Trump, uh, LeBron James' thoughts on Trumps, I was like, man, I was like, I wish he didn't say it like that. Like, I wish he didn't say I don't give a – or Trump doesn't give a bleep. I wish he would have said it in a different way right. because he is a role model. I wish he would have cleaned it up just the length. I don't care that he criticizes Trump, crushes right. him anyway, and it definitely delivers more force and it gets more attention to it. I wish he would have cleaned up his language. Uh, Why? That I just because I, because he is a role model. Like if I'm watching TV with my kids, yeah, I don't want them to hear LeBron James use that for it. That's just me. But he got that's bleeped. Just, yeah, that's true. But they all like my kids know what. Bleep but they listen is. to music where stuff's bleeped. Mine don't. I try. Or, I try to. I <laughs> okay, try. I try. But I will change. Like if they're my daughter actually calls me out on it now. Right. Like we'll be. I'll put on some tunes at the basketball court. We'll go play, and I'll put on the radio or whatever, and I'll put on like Drake radio station yeah. on Spotify or Pandora or whatever. And they'll, she'll tell me, Dad, this is inappropriate for us. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, but I mean? because they're not bleeped on there. But my <laughs> right. point is like if, you're listen, if they're listening to the radio, they're listening to songs that, that edit like right. curse words out and right. they don't like – Right. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. go ahead. I'm no, just sorry just, to interrupt. Go, I go, just go. wish it was – I just wish he would have said it a little bit differently. Understood. And Understood. I, I have no problem with him criticizing uh, a president. I have no problem with that. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky – like for Laura – like again, I think that – this was really a win for her because more people are talking about her than – and you said you didn't know who she was. Yeah, but she's I done. I didn't really either. She's I still done. don't know who she is. No, she'll ha- her viewers will be at the highest they ever have this week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, she she's is, not done. Her- she has 2 million Twitter followers. For whatever that says, like she had somewhat of a following beforehand. But, just- her, but her following will be bigger because people will tell oh, But I mean like her voice is done. Like I would not trust a word that she says now as a journalist. I, and I hate that she is so critical as – and like still gets the title of a journalist. Like that's such crap to me. Well, she doesn't deserve that, that title. Term, that term is very misused Walter and abused. Cronkite. Yeah, I don't know. What's the criteria well, a lot of them, to be like, a journalist? I, like I think people just confuse journalism with personalities. With, yeah, on TV. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, right. pundit, all those. Right. Uh, all right. So what else did we have uh, from the weekend, Debo? Since we're getting deep into politics you here, want me to grab this. Yeah. So JJ Reddick is apologetic for a apparent racial slur. That he used in a video wishing uh, a happy Chinese New Year. This company went around and asked players in NBA locker rooms. J.J. Redick, if you watch the video, uses a word offensive to people in the Chinese culture. Do we buy his apology? He said he got tongue-tied, said the word is not in his vocabulary. Raja, your thoughts on this? Um, I, I don't know J.J. Redick well, um, and, I, and I saw the video. I, I find it hard to believe in one in one breath that, that – making a video for the Chinese New Year, for the Chinese public consumption, that he would lob a racial slur like that. That just doesn't it, – it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. Having said that, um, and it ties back into the Laura Ingram thing and this undercurrent of like, in my opinion, what the president has done, what he has firmly done, like of all the things that we can debate, what I know that he's done is he's made it cool to, to hate again. Like from a lot of sides, not just white to black, but black to white. He, he has fueled the hate um, – in this country in a way that I haven't seen in a while. My, my nine-year-old the other day came home and got called an N-word at school. Like, he was protecting one of his, his friends. The kid was trying to fight him. The kid stepped up and hit my son. My son pushed him back. The kid called him an N-word, right? And so it pertains to this with the J.J. Reddick, and it pertains to, to what we were talking about before. But the kid's parents, oh, he doesn't have that word in his vocabulary. He doesn't use it. So I asked another one of my son's friends, hey, did you hear it? Yes, I did. <laughs> now, my son, like, he don't say it, like, right? But... So the point about J.J. Reddick is you effed up. 
Like, I'm sorry if you didn't mean to say, I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm not in JJ Reddick's like brain. I don't know what happened, but you effed up and the apology only goes so far, right? So that kid's parents could tell me, oh, he apologized. The school can say, oh, we're sorry that that happened. It only goes so far, bro. Like it, it, it said, once you put the, once you put stuff out there like that, unfortunately it's out there and it ain't coming back. So what is he, what, what would you do? All you can do is just uh, profusely apologize, but right. it's unfortunate for JJ because do I really do I think that he meant to do that? I know, but once it's done, like the like you can't do anything, dude. You have up. right? You just you just apologize, right? Because I I would hate to see JJ Reddick judged, which is what happens in our society. You get judged off of one thing you say, yeah. and I hope he's not judged off this. I hope I, I hope he is apologetic and he has been, and I kind of hope he learns from it, yeah. moves on from it, and doesn't make the same mistake again. If if this had been like. If this had been a candid video somewhere, like at a bar, and and he was like someone was was filming him from somewhere, and he was sitting with his friends, and he lobbed, like th- then I'd be like, that shows that's a little window into his soul, like right. that's a. But the like you were making this for a Chinese company to be broadcast in China, like right. I don't know that you would do that in that situation. But again, dude, like you know, you call somebody like that or or an n-word or uh or uh you know you lob an insult at a white person like with a racial epithet like you effed up what if you chant what happened now at the blackhawks game so over <laughs> the weekend the capitals were playing in chicago uh Devontae smith pelly was in the penalty box a capitals player and fans smith pelly became visibly upset tapped the glass towards fans that were chanting at him they were chanting basketball repeatedly over and over again they had been ejected and the nhl Capitals, the Blackhawks, all coming out saying there's no place for this racism in hockey, which we've seen. There's only 30 ba- black players in the NHL right now. I don't follow hockey like that, so I don't know how. how <laughs> which often. I think is why there are only 30, 40 right. African American yeah, hockey his, players. They haven't, they haven't tried to make a push for it. They haven't tried to get an inner city. They haven't tried to no, they don't promote have, the game. Historically, which, a predominantly white sport. Like I, like let's again basketball, basketball, basketball. Like to your average. Not average person, but to a person who doesn't want to know and doesn't want to think about it at all. Hey, they're just saying basketball. What's wrong with that? You know what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, come on. You know what's wrong with it. Like it's you're telling him he should be playing a sport like basketball because that's what you should play. That's right. what you guys play, and this is what we play. And so, like, it's still it's still racial slurs. You're just more savvy about it. You're just not lobbing n words and stuff like that that are. That everyone knows you should be ejected for, right? So yeah. I, I applaud the NHL for that. Like, yeah, you, you, you should protect any sport—white, black, Spanish, um, Asian, whatever it is. You should protect the people participating in your sport first and foremost. I know fans pay money, but I've said this about NBA games with people on the court. I say it about hockey or football. Football fans throwing stuff onto the field and guys trying to. Get, your first objective is to make sure that the people. That are your show and your product are protected. I just believe that to be the case, so I applaud the NHL. Yeah, I think all of this is kind of a sad commentary, but I don't know if it'll ever change. I think there's always going to be people with hate in their hearts. No, for sure. And there are always going to be people that their true colors will come out. And sometimes, like a JJ Reddick, maybe. It, and I'm not. I'm not saying no. those were his true colors. Yeah. I'm saying sometimes people make mistakes. Other times, there is more hateful and it's more deliberate. In all of them, I think we try to do our best to eliminate those. Situations when something like this happens in an NBA game, I think you try to apologize. If you're JJ Redick, you try to make our society a better place. Right. Ultimately, I think they're always going to be people with hate in their heart. Yeah, that's and I'd rather, right. I'd rather them, I'd rather you know who they are. Well, and now that it's like one thing, you know, like you see people and you're like, all right, I know I don't want to hang out with that person. I, I can, 
you know? I didn't want to make it all politics, but my wife, right? My wife, we're, we're in a racial couple. My wife's yeah. white. They're from Long Island. So these are a lot of conversations that we have. All, I have them with my in-laws, like, like just real wide open, like mm-hmm. debates. Like we, we don't always agree on this stuff, but I, my job is to give them a perspective they might not get. And their job is to give me one, which is part of the problem in, in America is like, we don't have the conversations. They're uncomfortable. Right. Like people can't disagree and still be cool. Like why, why can't we disagree and see things from other sides and still be cool? But that's another point. Um, I said to her the other day, she was like, I just can't stand that everybody is. I said, I'd rather know who hates me, right, than have them hiding in the shadows. Because exactly. at least I know, at least I know what I'm dealing with. You There'd know? be nothing worse than feeling burned later. You're like, I can't believe that person really Correct. felt that way. So Correct. I'd rather just know up front. Correct. All right, we had uh, best of the weekend. Michigan honored their two time plane crash survivor Austin Hatch on Senior Day. That was a really cool moment. I don't know if you remember this story, but he's uh, he actually survived two separate plane crashes Dude. that killed his entire family. And he'd been uh, committed to play for Michigan. It's an incredible story. Like, what are like, the odds of that? I mean, it's insane. Talk about dealing with adversity, too. Uh, they're going to let him suit up, serve as an honorary captain. They're going to give a tribute video. Did that yesterday. They did that yesterday. So, I mean, incredible for what they did. Uh, the worst of the weekend, I think, is very apropos for this show because we talked last week about the Russian curling team. Oh. And I talked about how the wife was definitely a double agent, yeah. you know, but she was smoking hot. Yeah. Like you had that going for you. We didn't address her husband. Is it her husband? Are they married? It's their couple. They're the mixed pairs. Her teammate. I don't even know if they're married. I just assumed they were like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, from the movies with Brad and Jol- uh, Angelina. But in curling, we have accusations that meldonium, we, they actually oh, tested positive meldonium. for meldonium. What's meldonium? It, it increases blood flow, which improves exercise capacity Stop it. in athletes. Stop it. So, Stop yes, now. the Russian curling bronze medalist, Alexander Kruhelniki, suspected of Nailed testing it. positive for banned substance. <laughs> which is – there's so many things that are just crazy about the story. One is the fact it's curling, which you don't think you would need it. Two is it's from Russia, which they already were banned from the Olympics <laughs> uh. except for these exemptions, which were given a chance. And you still – like, come on. Damn, you could be – You're right, boss. <laughs> You could be an Olympic curler with two years and a strong doping cycle. (laughs) (laughs) I think I could too. And at least I would be smart enough to cycle off a couple months before so I didn't test positive. I don't know why you would still need that performance, uh, while you're out there curling. Did you, have we talked about that? Do you know guys that were like, uh, that were like, did, was that rampant? Did you see it? No, in the NFL, no, but I played minor league baseball. Absolutely it was. Every, I would say 70% of the major league baseball team I was on was, was just wide open. Yeah. They would leave bottles on the sinks. I never saw it ever. I never saw it in the NFL. Never saw it. I never even knew a guy. I never heard guys discussing it. Me neither. I never heard. I I always assumed it was clean because the the drug testing policy is pretty hard. Right. Like it was hard to get by, but clearly guys were doing it. And I think even more so now. if, I think more if curlers than, are doing it. Yes. Then it mean like, I think now with HGH, I think it's become much more popular in the yeah. last decade. I think medicine and sports medicine and PED, like performance enhancing drugs, have yep. become more mainstream and they become more elusive, where it's harder to test for. So I do think more guys now, more than ever, are taking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys know if you Google Ostopchuk, my last name, there's this woman who comes up <laughs> who won what? who won a gold medal. From the Ukraine, yeah. um, for shot put 
and she got it taken away. From <laughs> <laughs> looks this just woman, like you. This the family woman, legacy. Just, no, no, seriously, this woman looks like Shrek. It's awful. <laughs> and if you, if you go, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hey. didn't even say anything. First Sean put, guys. I see the resemblance. Yeah. We're not related. Uh, I see funny. the family we resemblance. We are from the same country. <laughs> nice. Representing the Asoptics well. Thank nice. you. All right. What do we have for <laughs> topics here on Monday? All right. We'll get to this. So if we check some of our rehearsal tapes, I think, in October, Raja... We would hear him say that D-Wade might be a problem in the Cavs locker room. Oh, yeah. So this morning, we're learning that probably turned out to be right. Joe Varden of Cleveland.com reporting that Dwayne Wade was kind of the main culprit in making an issue and instigating things in the wake of Kevin Love's sickness and absence that we remember back in January. A lot of people thought it was IT Isaiah Thomas. Actually, maybe Dwayne Wade. Validation, Raja? No, I, I didn't want it Say to be true, so. but I thought, I thought that there could be an issue there. Look, he, there was an issue when he went to Chicago as well. Like things got really sour in that locker room really fast, and it was rumored that, you know, his style and his his, you know, vocal presence in that locker room was rubbing the the guys in Chicago the wrong way. So like you go from you know one situation and it happens, the second situation and it happens. Well, you know, when there's smoke, there's there's fire. So absolutely, I, I think there's definitely, especially because he was so tight with LeBron. Like I think that probably rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way. That's yeah. true. I think I think D Wade is a drama. No, Hannah doesn't want to believe it. I know. I don't. I won't say a bad thing about Dwayne Wade. I think he's. (laughs) I don't know him like that. I. I mean, I I don't know him like that either. I (laughs) I don't either. (laughs) I know towards it. I. I really loved D Wade when he came into the league. He was one of my favorite young players when him and LeBron came in, and then. He just went Hollywood on me somewhere in the middle of that and started. When guys start, here's All my gauge. I, yeah. When guys start whining and crying to the official like they're owed oh. every single call, I start to lose it on them when I competed against them. And so that's you know, but I don't know him personally. So two things: one, follow him on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. kind of you talk about Hollywood, like it's it's, it's bad. Yeah. Well, it's, the other it's, thing it's, is when you, know. you go down, just get back up. Yeah. Man, he likes to milk those. I mean, when I he goes down, there's always like, are they going to need a wheelchair? Right. Like, are we going to get him off the court? And then he's back there, like, slashing through the lane two he's minutes later. He's such a big name in Miami, though. If he goes he anywhere is. else, you know his County. ego, like, can't keep up with it. That's so, all it is. That's a tough thing for, a, for an older athlete. All right. This one called, we shouldn't really be talking about this, but, all right. So, SEC Network College Football Analyst. That's what we're going to call him, Tim Tebow. A non-roster invitee to Met Spring Training. But, according to their GM, he will eventually be on a major league roster. The 30-year-old hit 226 with eight home runs at the single-A level last year. Tebow could start this season in either high-A St. Lucie or double-A Binghamton. Still a sideshow, or are we starting to take him serious? He's I would love for him to make, like, a real comeback. Uh, I would be all is right. Is it a I comeback be... if you were never there? That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think this is all about tickets. It's all about money. I don't think – and I think I it'll present true. some problems for Tebow because I think there's going to be a lot of guys who are lifers in baseball like, and who have hell? slept around minor leagues, gone on buses everywhere. I don't have a problem with being in spring training. I mean, right. Garth Brooks has been to spring sure. training camps. Sure. Russell Wilson still goes. I don't have any problem being with the major league team in spring training. But if he gets called up and he doesn't deserve it kind of the way you're supposed to earn it, I think it could create some problems for him, which is kind of the way his whole career has been. Like, he gets a lot of attention. Right. And in t- since college, he really hasn't done enough to deserve it. Like, so, he was out- maybe one of the best college quarterbacks ever. Right. But when he got to the NFL, he was not that great, and yet he got all this attention. So that's this is my question. What is 226 and six home runs? Like, in terms of single-A ball, is that – uh, not good. Not no. Right with that for, I hit for, two forty six for, for anyone else. Baseball. For anyone else, would that get you to double A? Like would no. that? Would that, probably no. not. No. Like that. That's the problem. Right, that's correct. where he's going to run into problems. But 
you know what's increased at every stadium he's been at in the minor he leagues? Attendance. Ticket sales. Yeah. Like they're saying he made all these teams in the minor leagues money because he played. There's something and to be I said guarantee for that. you the Mets are looking at it saying, Hey, if our season's in the tank, like why not get him up something there? To be said for I'm that. kinda with Hannah. I would actually I wouldn't have a problem with it. I think it creates problems for him because of the jealousy from other players. I liked him, Tebow. Yeah, like, no, I, he's great. I, yeah, he's yeah. a great role model, like he's a great dude, like I like him. Yep. But it's just you know, it's kind of he's polarizing yeah. and people are gonna hate it. But I'm all for it. Hannah rooting for Tim Tebow doesn't really root for Tiger Woods. Probably the type of person I'd say to yell in his backswing. <laughs> so absolutely. Stay tuned later in the week Jupiter's for our finest. debut new segment called Jupiter's That's Finest, what I'm not Tiger Jupiter's Woods. <laughs> we got a new segment calling Hannah Hates. Hannah Hates. Coming later in the week. Gosh. But uh, Rory McIlroy played with Tiger for the first two days of the Genesis Open, and afterwards he exclaimed that he thinks the crazy galleries and the fans' antics cost Woods two strokes a tournament due to kind of everything going on around him. Beat it. Tiger confirmed. What should the punishment be for these fans? I think this should be a Raja rule. Raja rule. Well, so what they're saying that they're they're actually yelling in his backswing and stuff the like that? The one dude was just... really loud, like right in it. Like, yeah, totally one guy, threw him one off. guy did. The, and that was at San Diego the pictures, last week. The, during right. his backswing, so all that stuff. If you yell at him, I think you should have to stand in front of him. <laughs> Give him a nine iron and let him just blast it in your like. That's bla- your best one yet. At him. That's a nine iron. If you yell, <laughs> if you yell in his backswing, if these dudes got to suck it no. up and just play. You're out there trying to make free throws. You're trying to make a free throw on no, the NBA no. and dudes are and, like the whole fan section is going nuts trying to make you miss. I no, signed up. Have a little focus. I signed up for that though. Like golf, it's it's, well, it's they it's, need to sign up for it. If no, they want to become more popular and mainstream, let people yell. I, I actually s- love the Phoenix Open when they actually go out to the I race really like that too. on that's whatever hole it is where they actually and you see what players are ballers because some of them get so they get so nervous and they don't like the fans yelling. And then you guys see like Ricky Fowler who's like saying, "Get louder, get louder, let's go." I feel no, like I, I like love that. to golf. First of all, I think Tiger like I, I didn't. Tiger needs no excuses. Like. Get get that straight. Like yeah. Tiger needs to touch his own game up and stop yeah. worrying about like work work on your stuff a little bit. But like golfers, they don't they don't grow up in that environment, so that could throw you off. Like basketball players, we grow up. You grow up getting heckled, getting yelled at, getting screamed at. Like a golfer, if you play golf your Tiger whole life, should and never be used to it. At. Exactly. Yeah. Like no, if he should be. Well, used his to dad it. like famously yelled in his backswing every time when he was little, when he was a kid. I'm not. So saying, if anybody yeah. should be ready for it, it's him. It's him, huh? Right. Suck it up. Let's go. Nine, I think he should suck it up a little bit. Also, I feel like the yelling in golf makes it so fun. Like that's like that's funny to me. There was this one guy who screamed mashed potatoes once. You guys remember that? Yeah. Creative with it. All right. All right, that's it for a Monday on President's Day. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully we added something to it, and hopefully you guys weren't ticked off. We've got new cards. What? If anybody <laughs> wants them, we're still waiting on our Raja Bell cards. Uh, our Danny, Raja arm Bell strength, C-plus. Leadership, Robbed. leadership, B-plus. What? Mo- there you go, bro. How could I? Mobility, a, a B. That's pretty good. That's so wrong. They're so far off Let on me that. See that card. The arm strength is totally wrong. The leadership totally wrong. It's fine. If I had a card, it'd be like straight the D's. The speed is actually way too overrated. Like oh, mobility, that should cards. be a D, D minus. Yeah, those are pretty Send cool. Send us so, a five-star yeah, sure review, you're... screenshot, Twitter, at Bell. Fantastic. <laughs> That's a shout out to Marino. Dan Marino <laughs> stole his face mask from him. All right. Make sure you check us out at Canel and Bell. We'll post some good stuff on there and on Instagram now. Same handle at Canel and Bell. And as always, go leave us that five-star review on our iTunes page. Subscribe, download, do it all for us. Thanks for listening.